Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Truman's Town Hall with your host, Matt Truman. Hello, hello, this is Matt Truman. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for sharing with a friend. This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. No, I'm just kidding. I actually pay for this podcast each and every week. And um, yeah, I don't ask you guys to pay anything. It's free. It's It's you. It's just some idiot rambling about politics and life and things like that. Pop culture. Wow. Did you hear what happened on the Joe Rogan experience? If you like podcasts, some of you may listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg on and he revealed this. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. Had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team. I was like, hey... Um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Uh, what? I did you hear that? Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, just said that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, came to Facebook and told them that, quote-unquote, Russian disinformation was going to make its way on social media. Oh, there was a, a, a lot of it in 2016, right? Yeah, there were, there were farms. And where were those farms? Ukraine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those social media farms that were spreading disinformation. Let's give them $60 billion. Hmm. Hmm. Is it all starting to make sense, folks? Nobody's pointing that out, right? Ukraine had the, had the social media farms where they were pumping out disinformation. But uh, uh, during that time, it was they were doing it for Russia. Now Russia's on at war with Ukraine. And the FBI comes to Facebook, the largest social media group in the world and the United States, and they want to crush a story that probably, if the election wasn't rigged, got Donald Trump elected, but they 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 crushed that story because the FBI told them to do that. The FBI just raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI just set up a bunch of dudes in Michigan to kill the guy. I mean, the FBI, what else have they done? So let's begin tonight with Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge and this guy, Randy Weaver. Randy Weaver was a former U.S. Army combat engineer and factory worker from uh, Iowa. Now listen, why he moved to northern Idaho during the 80s with his wife, 
He did it because he wanted to homeschool his children and escape what he and his wife said was a corrupted world. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds kind of like me. Does that put me on a list? Does it put you on a list? They ended up purchasing 20 acres of land on Ruby Ridge. Just wanted to get away from everything. And get away from everything they did. It was an extremely remote area in the mountains. The the only place that uh, they believed it was possible to survive the coming meltdown of the world. Maybe these guys were just ahead of their time. To get to this remote area, this is how little they bothered other people, you had to drive three miles on a dirt road and then another mile or two on an even rougher dirt road. Now, this is where this is where the propaganda starts and the really kind of bad stuff about Randy. Randy dabbled with some fringe elements, including extreme fringe and dangerous Aryan nation. I have a hard time when you dabble with the Aryan nation. I don't think there is. I think you're kind of all in. It's not like, yeah, I kind of like some of their stuff. No. But still, even that's not enough to be arrested. Even that's not enough to have the, the ATF come and kill your family. Unbeknownst to him, the ATF had been investigating that particular group of Aryan nations for years. And during the course of the investigation, an ATF informant met with Weaver several times. Now, why did he go to Iowa? Remember, from Iowa to Idaho? He went there because he didn't trust the government. He thought the world was melting down and he just wanted to be left alone. So in October of 1989, the ATF informant asked Randy, he thinks he's, you know, another friend, asked Randy to sell him two sawed-off shotguns that he owned. Randy didn't want to at first, but after persistence, he finally relented and sold them to the uh, informant for $300. Now, both the shotguns were illegal. They were sawed off, sawed off, sawed off shorter than the federal limit set by the federal government. They were a quarter of an inch too short. A quarter of an inch. Everything that is about to take place now is because his gun was a quarter of an inch out of regulation. That's it. I want you to remember this as you see all of the new regulations that they're putting in. Do you have everything exactly right? Because all you're going to see is one quarter inch out of regulation. They use this now and called it an illegal firearms sale, and they used it as leverage. The informant approached Weaver and said, okay, look, I'm an informant, and you're going to go to jail. He threatened him with arrest. He said they're going to confiscate every, every bit of his belongings if he didn't cooperate. The guy stood his ground and said, no, I'm not going to. Remember, why did he go there? He was then charged by the government with selling and possessing and manufacturing illegal firearms, a quarter of an inch. Trumped up charge? Yeah. He was arrested and he was released on bail. Weaver was then sent a letter to appear in court on March 20th. But in that letter, there was a mistake because he wasn't supposed to be there for the hearing on March 20th. The hearing was actually scheduled for March 14th, six days earlier than was sent to Weaver. So when he was a no-show because his letter said something different, an indictment for failure to appear in court was issued. How convenient. Especially how convenient for a guy who already didn't trust the government and just wanted to be left alone. This only amplified the distrust. See, the government is like this. That's when the feds began doing something incredible. They went on his property and they set up an elaborate scheme to apprehend him. They would later admit that they never even considered just knocking on his door because they claimed that he sought to forcibly resist, oppose, impede, interfere with, and intimidate an assault, and otherwise cause a violent confrontation with law enforcement authorities. So they thought the better idea was to place agents all around his property in full camo. They enlisted the closest neighbors to track people that would come on and off the property. They had sniper positions scouted. Planes and helicopters were rented for recon. And then they set up on his property hidden cameras in the trees. This remote cabin in the Idaho woods becomes the center of a complex surveillance and apprehension plan dubbed Operation Northern Exposure. 
During the next five months, the Marshal Service records over 100 hours of surveillance footage from solar-powered cameras strategically planted around the Weaver property. I just want you to listen to these stories today and know that while this guy went to an Aryan nation, and I would never go to one, and I know what they are, does that mean, does that, is it just for Aryan nation? Could it be that somebody infiltrating a tea party wants to set somebody up? And you're not violent at all. You're not a racist. You're nothing. You just want to be left alone. Well, they set up the cameras. Remember, you don't trust the government. But then, because you're kind of a shady guy, um, you sell somebody a gun that was illegal by less than half an inch. And then you come home and you notice in the trees, and this is what the family did, they noticed they were being watched. Now how do you feel about the government? On your land... They decided to hole up. Finally, in August 1992, the operation fell apart. Early 6 a.m., uh, there were a bunch of special ops agents wearing ski masks, full camo, wielding laser-guided M16s. They were doing surveillance near the cabin. When uh, the boys came out with the dog and they, they heard something and they thought, we're going to go out and look because they were hoping that it was some animal that they could shoot and kill because they had run out of meat. The guys in camo were there, not an animal, and they had spooked the family dog. 14-year-old Sam Weaver and Kevin Harris, 23, both armed and anticipating a wild animal, split off from Randy and chased the dog through the woods. And turned and started running back up the hill. And I was yelling all the time. I said, get home, boys, get home, boys. It's an ambush. The boys don't hear Randy, and they continue chasing the dog through the woods until they come upon the marshals. There right in front of Sammy Harris, the federal agent shot and killed the dog. Now, put this into perspective. They're on your land. They're in camo. They've got guns. On your land, they just shoot your dog. What do you do? All hell breaks loose. Sammy, 14-year-old, upset, comes out of the woods and fires at the agent, you killed my dog. The agent fires back and hits Sammy. Sammy misses the agent doesn't. Harris then shot another agent in the chest. Then the other agents begin to open fire. 14-year-old Sammy was dead. One agent was dead. And now the real controversy was about to happen. New rules of engagement were drawn up specifically for Ruby Ridge. The FBI's standard deadly force policy allows agents to shoot only as a defensive measure. But the final rules of engagement that are faxed to Washington include the statement, if any adult male is observed with a weapon, deadly force can and should be employed. The guns which the Weavers thought would protect them were now the very things that made them targets. Washington approves the plan, and snipers are immediately dispatched to the hill to create a perimeter around the Weaver cabin. When you hear Washington approve the plan, remember, this first story was done under the George H.W. Bush administration, so it was Republicans that approved the plan. They had a green light. Randy Weaver then went to the guest cabin to view the dead body of his son, Samuel. So he goes here to the cabin. And he goes in, and an agent shoots, uh, the federal agent, shoots, uh, shoots him right in the back. Now, can you imagine how much trouble you'd be in if you shot somebody in the back? Shoots him in the back. He starts to run, and as he gets here, the uh, second sniper shot rings out. It misses Randy and hits his wife right in the head. Vicky was holding the door, standing right here, holding the door. The door would have been right here. She's holding it like this with Elisheba. The bullet went through Vicky's head and killed her, and that same bullet went into Kevin's left arm and tore it up real bad, and then it split up. And the main bullet kept going in and lodged about that far from his heart. Some things to consider here. The initial charges against the Weavers, extremely weak. No one ever saw Weaver do any shooting. Vicky had no charges against her. Vicky was holding her baby when fatally shot right in the head. The initial shooting was caused because their son was out walking with the dog and federal agents on, on not their property, his property, all dressed in camo, shoot the dog and kill him.
And then they shoot Randy in the back. Here's the real story behind this. Eventually, Randy Weaver went to court. He was acquitted on all but two minor charges. Kevin Harris acquitted. All of this started because of a fringe belief. Somebody saying, those people are dangerous. Remember that. Those people are dangerous. In this case, it's the Aryan Nation, and I happen to agree with them. But there wasn't anything else. Except those people are dangerous, and the government infiltration. And then a trumped-up charge. Minor, minor weapons charge. Quarter of an inch. All there needs... All there needs to be is an excuse. And by the way, the sniper who tried to kill Randy and did kill Vicky, despite them presenting no immediate danger, he was acquitted as well. Well, there you go. That's the FBI at work. The sniper was Lon Hariachi. Lon Hariachi. Where is he today? Who knows? Who knows? Probably retired. Got a cush job. Living the dream. Probably believes he he did okay by murdering a child. Where else was Lon Ariachi? Where where else was he at? He was at Waco during the massacre of Waco. Waco happened in 1993, and on September 13, 1993, Charles Riley, a fellow FBI sniper deployed during the Waco siege, claimed that he had heard Horiachi shooting from Sierra, quote-unquote, Sierra 1, which was the house across the street, there, that's where they were. That was the sniper base. And if you ever watch the Netflix movie, you'll see where uh, John Legazamo plays the FBI agent, Robert Rodriguez, who infiltrates Waco and pretends like he wants to hear more about it. And anyway, uh, so that's the house. I've been to Waco. I've been to the grounds of this siege and I saw the house across the street it still sits there Um, I walked in I walked up to the new church that actually Alex Jones helped build with Mike Hansen and a number of volunteers and survivors of Waco it's it's quite interesting anyway not to get off on a tangent as I do so Hariachi shooting from Sierra one an FBI-held house in front of the compound holding eight, eight snipers, including Horiachi and Christopher Curran on April 19, 1993. Riley later retracted his statement, saying that he had been misquoted. I wonder why he would retract such a silly statement. Horiachi already murdered Sammy Weaver, and Mrs. Weaver holding a child. So I wonder why he would retract that statement. Hmm, force. Anyway, this is the FBI in the 90s. The FBI has a hell of a lot more uh, technology today and a little bit more power these days. What What is going on? Listen, I grew up in a time where I grew up around a lot of Democrats and liberals, and I respected many and most of them. Some I even love. They're my family, right? And they're clueless as to all of this stuff. They just, you know, binge watch MSNBC or CNN and say, okay, this is how it's going to be. And they don't really step outside the real world and understand exactly what happens in the real world. The real world is a lot different than what we see being presented to us, directed to us by the CIA or the FBI, right? They're, they're going to Facebook and telling them to, to squash stories delivered by the most, the oldest newspaper in the United States, which is the New York Post. 
why aren't these big corporations actually looking into this and saying, no, we're not going to squash stories like this. It's not our job to do that. Our job is to allow the free thought, free uh, ideas to flow. I don't want liberal voices to be squashed. I don't want conservative voices to be squashed. I want people to be able to have conversation, debate on ideas that we absolutely hate. Whatever side you lie on. If you hate an idea, but you're hearing it, that's freedom of speech. And that's what folks here in America should be believing in. But now we're, we're in this woke culture where freedom of speech is being trampled on, stomped on, like you were at a Travis Scott concert. It's unbelievable what is happening. And the government is controlling it all. They're controlling you, me. Why do you think some of us believe that uh, maybe an election can be stolen? The, the most polarizing president of our lifetime, or probably the United States, is Donald Trump. He's, he's a polarizing figure. He really is. Love him or hate him. The guy's done good. He's done bad, but he's done good too, right? But what I like about Donald Trump is this. You're not going to shut this dude up. He believes what he believes and he says what he wants to say. I disagree on a lot that Donald Trump says and does. I, I am a hardcore, staunch um, opponent of his Operation Warp speed very much so he still hasn't come out to say yeah that was stupid i should have never done that that's why i hope ron DeSantis runs for president in the united states but he probably won't not yet he should because he would win i believe so after what we have to deal with today Joe Biden. Anyway, we're living in tumultuous times, folks. We're living in weird times. Like, we may possibly go to war with Russia and possibly China. I would much rather us go to war with China because that's our actual enemy. But because they, the Chinese people are not. I love Chinese people. But the Chinese government, the Communist Republic of China, is not our friend. So I, I, I listen to Joe Rogan. Not all the time, but I listen to him. And I listen to his podcast he did with Mike Baker. Mike Baker is a former CIA analyst. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, is he a bright guy? He seems all right. But uh, he was, he's very bright on China and he's got a very, he's got a long bone to pick with China. And he was talking about Huawei, which is a Chinese company, much like TikTok. Folks, get off TikTok. I mean, come on. Never downloaded the app myself and I won't, but you don't need to be on TikTok. Anyway, Huawei is a, had apparently got with a lot of communication companies, cell phone towers are full of components. Guess what Huawei did? Huawei dropped prices and did all kinds of things to get their components on cell phone towers all throughout the United States. And guess where? Near military bases in the United States. Why? Not to spy on the military of the United States. Now they wouldn't do that. Well, guess what? It caught on. Here's something good. The FBI did. They said, Hey, uh, China's got their components up on cell phone tires and they can spy on your butt. So we need to do something about this. Hello. And this happened back, I, I believe in 2020 and we still haven't got the components off cause it's going to take billions of dollars because the federal government said, Oh, we got, you guys did this 
and we want those off, but we'll pay you for it. And they were like, well, we could do that, but it's going to cost you billions of dollars to do that. And the federal government was like, oh, I don't know about that. We won't do that. But yet they'll give $60 billion to Ukraine. Do you see where our priorities in government are, folks? Do you see? And it's not just the Democrats who have our uh, who have their hand in our pocket. My hometown congressman, Mike Turner, was a staunch proponent of handing over billions of dollars to Ukraine because Ukraine was just, you know, we got to stick up for Ukraine because they're they're our ally. And guess what? Russia's our enemy. Oh, shucks. Guess what else Mike Turner loves? Getting donations from military contractors. He loves it because we live real close to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. I love Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. I love the people there. Um, people that work there, I do love, but there's right ways and wrong ways to do things. And some would say, well, sometimes Matt in government, you have to do the hard thing in order for the right thing to come out. Well, I don't know about that folks. I don't, I really don't know. We're living in a strange time, really strange. I mean, there's a lot of news coming at us. Uh, there's a lot of different things happening around the world. There's a lot of different things happening within our country, within our cities and our counties. And it's like, we don't have a, you know, most people tune out to all this stuff. They say, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to, I'm just going to do what I do and just whatever happens, happens. Folks, if you do that, guess what? Guess what? They do whatever the hell they want to do. And then you're going to be screwed in the end. Because there's a lot of people that believe war generates money. Okay? Your money. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they use that money to do evil things around the world. But if you don't have time, I guess you don't have time. You need to stand up. People need to stand up. They need to stand up locally, at their state government, and at the federal government. They need to stand up and have their voices heard. The United States... We're fixing to lose it if we don't stand up for it. Folks in my hometown of Huber Heights, you're fixing to lose it if you don't stand up for it. I'm watching that government, right? Not as much as I used to, but I'm watching it. You're going you're gonna to lose it if you don't stand up for it. It's already left of center right now. It's going to be over the cliff soon. And that's the way with our, you know, Montgomery County, Greene County, I moved out here to, to Beaver Creek, and my goodness, I thought I was moving to a conservative city, but it's not. I got talked to, or I got, I was told about a story today, my son, he's been on this podcast before, and he goes, Dad, I was talking to a kid on the bus, and I was telling him about this vaccine. I was like, this vaccine, it, it create. I mean, my son digs into a lot of different information. He's not like normal kid who just plays on the internet. He likes to understand things and uh, process this sort of stuff. But he, he said he was talking to a kid about the vaccine. They were talking about this on the bus. Kids do these sort of things, right? They hear their parents talking about it. And he said uh, the vaccine, just having a conversation, right or wrong, he told this kid the vaccine, uh, it, it generates RNA and RNA can continue to regenerate, cause cancers and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, and the boy said, well, I've had the vaccine and I don't have cancer. Oh my goodness. When I heard that, I'm thinking to myself, these are little ki elementary school kids, elementary school kids, and you're pumping them full of this experimental vaccine for what? For their health? Nobody's dying from this crap anymore. It's strange, man. You know, and why aren't we hearing about all the deaths? What happened? Did, did the virus just like loosen up or were we projecting upon people with morbidity? 
and highlighting folks with comorbidity as deaths when actually they were probably dying from pneumonia because they were sick in the first place. And, and listen, if you had someone who, who passed away after they got COVID or whatever, COVID's real. I, I believe the disease is real, right? It's a real disease process. I've seen people sick myself, but I've also seen people who've got the vaccines sicker, which is strange to me, folks. Strange. Maybe I said it on this podcast or maybe I posted it on the podcast Facebook page, Truman's Town Hall Podcast. But I said, take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin uh, to help battle this stuff. That Those are the vitamins that I take. And I'll be real honest with you. I slowed down for a little bit and didn't take them for a while. Um, but I've revamped it up because there's a lot more folks contracting COVID. They're not dying, but I have saw folks. This is honest truth. I'm in the nursing game. I take care of folks in the medical field. That's my day job, but I'm not podcasting. I've ha- I have saw folks who've gotten the vaccine and shortly after have died or have gotten real sick in the hospital, either or. I work with the geriatric crowd, okay? It's it's wild right now, at least for me. And um, I don't know. I, I personally didn't choose to get these vaccines. And thanks be to God, I am healthy today. And I, I thank him every morning. Every morning I wake up, when I go to work, I say a little prayer as I'm driving down the road. Lord, watch over my kids, watch over my wife. Let me uh, be a good steward for you and help the people I'm about to help and do it the right way and safely. That's essentially what I pray on the way to work every day because I want to go in and do a good job and help people. I don't care about the money. I really don't. I could live in a tent in the woods and I'd be happy. I'd probably be happier because then I'd, I'd probably pick a tent in the woods by a lake so I could fish when I got off work. I think that would be awesome. Fishing, hunting, trapping. That's how you got your, I don't know. Bring on the apocalypse. <laughs> All right, folks, let's play another clip. I've drone on quite enough. I mean, you can take what I say and leave it and say, you're an idiot, Matt. And I'm fine with that. Shoot me an email, truepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'll read it on here. I, doggone it. I should have read some emails. Anyway, I'll read them next time. Truepodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'll read it on here and uh, leave a name. Don't leave a name. Leave a code name. Leave like uh, Birdman or Butterfly. I don't care. And I'll say, hey, this is Butterfly, and you'll know who you are. Let's play another clip. <laughs> the Joe Hogan experience. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, year or so, but man, it's been it's been a good year. What was the the craziness like? Like when all the people were calling you a plague rat, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's you and the how do you say the guy's name? The tennis player, uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. I mean, we talk about the healthiest human beings on earth. Professional well, he's not playing in the, in the U.S. Yeah. Open now. Yeah, I know because of this, which is bananas. The guy's already had COVID, recovered from it. I think he had it twice. Yeah. And he's one of the best athletes in the world. I mean, the guy's body's in tip-top condition. players are in oh, incredible fitness. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you can't come. You didn't follow the rules. Like it, it's, it defies science, defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, especially at this stage of the, the pandemic, air quotes. I mean, what the fuck, man? What was it like for you? It was it was really difficult for sure, and a lot of different reasons. I think I knew that this was coming down. That at some point I was going to talk about my status because I'd chosen to not get vaxxed for reasons that you talked about uh, on your show and I talked about on. We uh, should just say it because uh, it's kind of important. You you're allergic to a medication. Or, or a, a part of the vaccine. Right. 
what is it called? PEG, polyethylene glycol. And uh, so I did my research. Uh, I, now, I think typically speaking, because I'm healthy and I take care of myself, um, getting vaccinated was not on the top of my list. But, you know, I wanted to look into it because everybody was doing it and talking about it and, and trying to be safe. And I wanted to make sure I was, you know, doing my part if that's what was necessary to keep myself safe and my loved ones safe and my teammates safe. And I, I looked into it. And at the time, I went on the CDC website and they specifically said, you know, if, if you're allergic to PEG, we do, we do not recommend you get vaccinated with the mRNA vaccinations. So the only other one available was Johnson & Johnson. And it had just got pulled at the time for blood clots. So I looked into other options, which included uh, an immunization process through a holistic doctor. And I researched and talked to probably a dozen different MDs and found a protocol that I felt like was, was the best available. And what is the, what, what's involved in that protocol? It involved... Um, Basically, uh, a couple-month process of taking a diluted um, strand of the virus. So I was doing basically what the vaccine is supposed to do without... How do they do that? I don't know the, the, the exact way that they did that, but, um, but it was... Was by injection? No. No, it was, it was, um, it was oral. And... How are they even getting a diluted strand of the virus? I don't, I don't know that exactly or want to get into that exactly, I don't okay. think. <laughs> but, um, but there was uh, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people that I knew in this circle that, that were using, that had been doing this to protect ourselves. Because we were thinking, hey, look, uh, you know, for me, I didn't want to risk anaphylactic shock uh, or any type of clotting with, you know, associated with the vaccine. So... Um, so my, that was my only option, either do nothing or do this process. And I felt like that this was the best way to protect myself and my teammates and that the NFL would understand, you know, and maybe grant me a waiver because one of the most difficult parts about the whole process was that there was clearly two classes of player at the facility. There was the vaxxed and the unvaxxed and the vaxxed had full privileges. Uh, they tested once every two weeks. They had full privileges on the road. They could go out to dinner on the road. They could go to a concert in town. They could go to a comedy show that was, it was in town. They could be at any place they wanted to, right, and live life normally. Non-vaxxed, fully masked, zero privileges on the road. You could not go into establishments more than 15 people. You could not be around more than uh, three uh the three individuals from the team outside the facility, all these different, what I think now we all realize were crazy uh, policies. And that's what actually got me in, into, into trouble was that I attended a Halloween party in a 10,000 square foot warehouse with 18 other individuals, all fully vaccinated and myself not vaxxed and was eventually fined for that, end up getting COVID from uh, a vaccinated teammate of mine who contracted COVID and spread it. And that's where it gets a little bit crazy. And I, I told this story, I think on the McAfee show, but I said, when I came to camp, they knew I was not vaccinated, right? So you had to, you had to submit a vaccination card that went to the system with the NFL and obviously I didn't have one. So I was given, we were given wristbands too. So everybody in the facility knew who was vaxxed and who wasn't vaxxed. Vaxxed was green, non-vaxxed was yellow. Oof. So already this weird, yeah. you know, like wearing your colors out there. And I think, you know, to, to do an aside here, there was a lot of shaming involved in it. There was a lot of public shaming that was attempted to coerce people to get vaccinated because not only you're wearing a yellow wristband, you're the only ones wearing masks and you, you, you have to work out by yourself. Can't work out with your teammates. So no drills, nothing. Well, you could at practice, but 
weight room stuff or our weight room every day, we're working out on the side. Just the seven of us not back. Is it because practice is outside and the weight room is inside? Is it Supposedly, that- yeah. But so they knew my vaccination status from the start. Um, as did all my teammates. There was a lot of talk about I endangered my teammates and, you know, I lied to my teammates or my team from day one that I returned, which was July 25th, probably, of 2021. They knew where I was at. Everybody did. Also on the side, I had an appeal going with the NFL because I said, look, here's my uh, health issues. Here's the protocol I went through. Here's the research behind it. Gave them 500 pages of research from a number of people that put together uh, case-reviewed studies around homeopathy and uh, and immunizations and the safety in them and the, also the efficacy of them. And then I had a conversation with the league, and the league said in this conversation, this one I knew that my appeal was definitely not going to happen, was they said, it's not possible for a vaccinated player, a person, sorry, to contract or transmit COVID if they've been vaccinated. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Because I showed up and five people, non-players, five people fully vaxxed are out with COVID. So what are you talking about? And he said, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, boy. And I said... No, I just think I'm a realist. I'm just looking at the facts here. Like what, you just what told point me, in the pandemic was this? This was like beginning of August, 2021. So by then they had already known that breakthrough infections were real. By then it had already. I mean the the vaccines started being rolled out. Um, was it when? What was the first year? It was January of 2020 where they started getting them to older people, right? Oh, no, no, that's when it started. Right, I'm sorry. January of 2021, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. January of 2021, they started giving out to older people, wasn't that? They started rolling them out in March and April because that's when I was going through the process of researching and looking into what I could do right. to protect myself having the, you know, the allergy that and I had. And by August, people were still, they were already getting it, yes. even though they had been vaccinated. So this was not, you know... It wasn't talked about, I don't think, a whole lot. Right, but it was four months after. It was definitely happening. So it was definitely happening, yeah. Yeah. I had only known one person at that time, somewhere around April, that had been vaccinated and also got COVID, and I just thought it was an aberration. I didn't, based on what I saw in the first few weeks at the facility, and that's why I thought there was an opportunity. Um, But it was difficult because... We were separate. There was a whole other situation that was going on that, uh, you know, also was going on in in, in the rest of society is that uh, my non-vax teammates who were on the bubble, right? So 53 guys make the active roster, 16 on the practice squad. So that's 69 guys on the squad. There's 90 in camp, right? So of the, I said seven, I think there's about 10 guys not vaxxed. Only a few of us were guaranteed roster spots, like we were going to be on the team. And there's a lot of bubble guys. The general managers, and there was there was talk around the league how general managers were not going to keep bubble non-vax players. Right, so they were already up against it. Not only did did non-vax players have a harder chance of making the squad, but they also had an almost zero percent opportunity to get a workout afterwards so if you get cut right and the season starts every tuesday during the football season most teams will bring in anywhere from five to 15 guys for workouts just to see who's out there is there any players they can add to the roster so if you weren't vaxxed you had a very low percentage not just of keeping a job but even getting a job opportunity like a you know a workout which is wild and so after this conversation with the league, I knew that my appeal was going away. And they were doing this, I call it a witch hunt, you know, where they were asking every single player, are you vaccinated? You know, they were asking a bunch of big quarterbacks. And some guys were saying, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's personal or whatever. You know, didn't want to talk about their status. And it almost guaranteed you weren't vaccinated, right? So then they were getting ripped and certain guys said, yes, I'm vaccinated. And. You know, then they tried to get them to say shit about their teammates. 
you know, who weren't vaccinated, like dogged their teammates out. So I've been ready the entire time for this question and had thought about how I wanted to answer it. And I had come to the conclusion, I'm going to say, I've been immunized. And if there's a follow-up, then talk about my process. But thought there's a possibility that I say I'm immunized. Maybe they understand what that means. Maybe they don't. Maybe they follow up. They didn't follow up. So then I go the season, them thinking, some of them, that I was vaccinated. Right? Because they follow, the only follow-up they asked was basically asking me to rip on my teammates. Like, what do you say to your teammates who aren't vaccinated? Like, what kind of example do you feel like you're setting, you know, to your teammates who aren't vaccinated? And I said, hey, it's everybody's own decision with their body. And we're super healthy individuals. We take care of ourselves. We understand what goes in our bodies. And I don't have any judgment on any decision that a guy makes with their own body. Right? But I knew at some point, if I contracted COVID or if word got out, because it's the NFL and there's leaks everywhere, it was possible I'd have to answer the questions. And then sure enough, I can track COVID in uh, at the beginning of November, end of October. Um, and that's when the shitstorm hit because now I'm a liar. I'm in, you know, endangering, uh, you know, the community, my teammates, all these people. And, the, you know, the, you know, the, the attempted takedown of, me and you know my word and my integrity uh, began but um so that was that was difficult but i will say and, I, and i'm thankful to be on this show like i really appreciate you and you helping me out during that time i reached out to you uh i think beginning of the season i feel like and just said hey because you talked about in your podcast a little bit you'd had some um, you know, controversial, maybe less controversial now. Um, people on there talking Quite a bit about less controversial now. <laughs> talking about their, uh, you know, their ex people experts in the field talking about you know their own uh, ideas about COVID and and uh, and you know you helped me with a uh, you know a, a game plan to be ready in case I did get COVID and and I followed it to a T and when I got COVID, you know, within 36 hours I was you know, symptom free and feeling amazing. But the protocols was you're off for 10 days. So I missed a game. We lost a football game. I came back, had to answer a ton of questions about it. Obviously had my, you know, basically I lost, you know, the majority of allies I thought I had in the media. The good thing is it drew a real line in the sand and everybody who wanted to jump on me and, and trash me did and showed their true colors. And very few people, uh, you know, kind of in the media at least, uh, stuck by me. Yeah, folks, that was Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback. And he was on the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, we played two Joe Rogan clips. So I was tuned in to the Alex Jones show on Friday and guest host was Owen Schroyer, who was charged for January 6th. Why? I have no idea, but anyway, he's, he's charged and, and fighting his thing in the battle, but there's a lot of things he says I agree with and there's things I don't agree with. And what I didn't agree with on this last guest host appearance on the Alex Jones show was him going off on Joe Rogan about Mark Zuckerberg, who we played at the beginning of this podcast. He, he went off like, Oh, Joe Rogan's a B I T C H. And he didn't stand up and he didn't pressure Mark Zuckerberg any more than he did. Folks, Joe Rogan got the story about Mark Zuckerberg. Joe Rogan's built this platform up to where people feel comfortable People like Mark Zuckerberg feel comfortable to come on the podcast and he still gets the story. That's what it's all about. And then he comes out with this podcast. This is the recent, the most recent podcast. I haven't even listened to all of it. I listened to that clip, but I haven't listened to all of the Aaron Rodgers thing. I, I'm interested. He gets a lot of good, interesting guests that I think we all enjoy. And I think he's a liberal. I think he is. He might be a 
a fiscally conservative guy because he's a rich dude now. But however, he is a liberal. I like liberals, folks. I know last podcast it, I was talking left and right and whatever. I was in a weird mood at that point. But I like liberals. I like Bill Maher. You know, I love everybody. I like people, but I don't have to agree with them, right? You know, I enjoy Michael Moore documentaries. I don't agree with anything that they say in those documentaries, but it's well-made. I enjoy well-made cinema. Sean Penn, one of my favorite movies is Into the Wild. It's a remarkable movie. It's a fantastic movie. But I don't think Sean Penn and I would agree on politics. I don't think you have to agree on politics to enjoy entertainment. And folks are out there canceling people because, oh my, you hurt my feelings. Now you need to be shunned and shamed and discarded from the human race because you disagree with my politics. No, I don't believe in that sort of thing. That's wokeism, <laughs> which is a new vernacular to me, but uh, apparently that's it's all around. Anyway, folks, I appreciate you downloading this podcast. I appreciate you listening to it. I really do. I know I opened this podcast by saying this podcast is brought to, to you by me, but if you didn't listen, I probably wouldn't be doing it. And I don't mind paying for this podcast. I appreciate you listening to the ads because it puts a little fuel in the tank so we can keep on doing this stuff. We do do the ads. We do do that. And I don't choose the ads, so I don't even know what ads are played. But uh, if you want to sponsor this show, truepodcast at gmail.com, I'll read whatever you want. Right? Except for things like the vaccine is good and things like that. I'm, I'm not going to read that. <laughs> Have a good day. Have a good week. I will be back. Um, I'm thinking Wednesday night. I record it. I record these podcasts at night, put them out the next day. So probably Thursday we'll have another podcast folks. Barring an EMP exploding in the atmosphere. So until next time, good night, good luck, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Thanks, folks, for listening. Thanks for downloading. And please share with a friend, share with a neighbor. Say, hey, I listen to this podcast. Check it out. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good, right? Huh? We're pretty good. Anyway, here's another ad.